0: to the next in line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I'm your host Chance Pitts and I'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Guys and gals welcome into another Monday here on the next in line podcast. We're super excited to be here as your source for motivation and inspiration as you get your week started. Thank you for choosing to listen to this show. And guys, you know we have a little bit of housekeeping. We'll go ahead and knock it out. If you receive value from this episode or any other episode of the Next In Line podcast, I would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals. That's the number one way for us to grow and to reach a larger audience. And guys, whenever we reach that larger audience, we're able to help more people. And that's our overall goal, guys. We just want to have a positive impact on people, get them moving in the right direction, get them thinking about the personal development side of their life and get them engaged in that side of their life. Now, guys... Another way you can help us grow besides sharing the show is by leaving us a comment, a like, a review, subscribing on whatever platform you find yourself listening on, uh, YouTube, Spotify, whatever it is, guys. That's going to help us pop up a little bit earlier in the search bar as people look for self-help or personal development type shows. Um, And it's going to be a great benefit. Like I said, guys, it'll help us grow and reach a larger audience and be able to help more people. Now, also... One thing that we do is we keep a pretty active social media as well. So if you enjoy being on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, make sure you check us out. That's at Next in the Line Development on all three of those platforms. You'll be able to get the news of what we're doing and uh, keep up with us a little bit easier there rather than waiting for Monday or Thursday for the podcast to drop. Now, guys, we've got that out of the way. Um, And I want to get into a couple of updates. Obviously, we got the Habanero 100 coming up. We've had some awesome training opportunities here lately. Uh, One that we're going to talk about specifically today in the form of the Bridgeland Trail Marathon that we went and ran this weekend in Cyprus. However, I want to start and rewind back to Thursday. So, guys, seeing as we have this big marathon coming up on August 20th, we're looking to get into some of the really Meteor parts of the training run, the longer ones, um, and that's what this weekend really called for was a long run yesterday and a longer run today, back to back runs. Running on tired legs, getting used to being in a situation where I really have to push myself, and the mental side of things come pretty heavy. Uh, they, they become very important in this part of my training schedule because you have to push through the pain, the soreness, and all the craziness. Just even the time constraint and making yourself commit to running for multiple hours two days in a row is kind of a hard thing to do but that's what the schedule was and early in the week we realized that there was a trail marathon over in Cyprus at Bridgeland Uh, there's a park over there that we used to live kind of in that area so I'm familiar with it a little bit and we've been looking at this race for a little while but um, decided to commit to it because it was a 26.2 mile trail marathon that we were able to find over there. um, And it followed the race format for Habanero really well. See, Habanero is in Southeast Texas. It's hot, humid, 6.3 mile loops. And it's something that you're going to be extremely tired doing. You're going to have to watch your nutrition and you're really going to have to watch your hydration as it is super humid in Southeast Texas by Houston. And this Bridgeland Marathon ended up being four loops of 6.5 miles each. So, it followed that format really well. It's hot and humid. It's a sandy course just like Habanero was. Um, not quite as sandy as Habanero will be, but it offered a lot of different things uh, with me being tired from driving over there, with me having to watch the hydration. It just it really factored in really well for the training plan and the training run that I needed this Saturday. It also took me out of the monotony of the being stuck in the same training schedules running the same loops running the same trails uh, by myself and board so it gave me a little sense of competition a little bit more motivation for getting out there and running which is always a great thing to do if you find yourself training for a specific event Um, keep the training interesting run where you enjoy run things that you enjoy but also don't go out and kill yourself and we'll talk about that as well with this race but guys That started kind of early in this week, Um, and as Thursday came around, I decided to commit to it. Signed up Thursday, actually so late that I didn't get a shirt from the event. I was too late for signing up, but I did get this cool buff from Tejas Trails. Show it off a little bit here. You can see the little lizard on there and the Tejas Trails logo, Um, but shout out to them for that. That's a pretty cool piece. But guys, I signed up so late, I didn't even get a shirt for this event. Just last minute, decided to kick off and get into it. Um, I was very excited about it. I had a plan to leave Friday evening and get up there and stay in a hotel closer to Houston, then drive the rest of the way in. That way, I wasn't so tired at the beginning of the day. Um, However, things had, I guess the Lord had different plans for us, I should say. So Friday, uh, we actually went in the afternoon after work and caught a lunch with my family up in San Marcos. My wife and I did. We had a fantastic time up there. However, on the way back, um, we were both pretty tired coming through San Antonio. Stopped to pick up her car as we had left it on the north side. Um, and when we did, shortly after, we got some news from the bank that set us back just a little bit. And that's just going to be me kind of setting the stage for some of these some of these things that stood kind of in between me wanting to complete this race and the way everything laid out and just just giving you an idea of some of the things going on in in our lives and then some of the things that contributed to me almost not running this race as well over in Bridgeland. So Friday whenever we got back as we went to pick up our car we got a call from the bank for our house. We were set to close on Friday and then now like past Friday and now next Tuesday this coming Tuesday. However we got some bad news. Uh, There's a lot of issues with the electrical side on that house. So, we're needing to look at that and look into it. Um, it's going to be pretty costly for us as the house is, as is. And it really set us back on our schedule for closing as well. So, we don't know exactly how that's all going to shake out. And because of that, on the monetary side and the schedule side, there's just been a huge, huge amount of stress that was dumped on us Friday afternoon after having a pretty good day and going and catching lunch with my parents. So, that was a big factor that came in and kind of really changed whether I wanted to go and try to attempt this race or not. Um, kind of lost some motivation there. My mind wasn't where it should be. And then it really, really went downhill when shortly uh, downhill when shortly after that, my wife gave me a call as we were leaving the spot where we left our car. Um, I had stopped at Feet Fleet to get some gels and... She called me as I was checking out, so I actually missed her first call, and then she called me immediately after, which I knew was never a good thing, Um, so I grabbed the phone call real quick and said, hey, what's up? I knew something was wrong with her following up a phone call like that, Um, and sure enough, she had been on the north side of San Antonio on I-35 in heavy traffic, and an individual behind her did not react fast enough to the traffic slowing down, and she got rear-ended pretty hard on 35 Um, actually spun her car sideways she had to she had to back up to avoid being t-boned it was kind of a a mess but luckily the car was drivable Um, and more than anything else luckily no one was hurt in the situation she was able to get out of the way um, of the oncoming traffic as well so it ended up a lot better than it could have for sure but definitely took another weight I know especially on her with having to now look at this car and get it repaired get it repaired and moving in the right direction. Um, And then also just dealing with the the soreness and the tiredness from that incident and all the stress of the house and everything really just piled up. And uh, I had very quickly decided after that that I was not going to make the trip from Cyprus. Uh, The $110 or whatever I signed up for the race, I didn't care if we wasted it or not at that point because I was just overwhelmed with everything. I was tired. I was going to figure out how to put something else in my training schedule uh, to kind of take the place of it and move on. But my wife, being the trooper that she is and having the mindset that she does, uh, she said, look, there's nothing we can do about it between now and then. You've already got this race signed up. If you want to go, go. It'd be a good training run for you. It'd be a good experience. She was going to stay here and rest up and recover from the incident, but she pushed me to go. So Friday night, really didn't get much sleep, pretty stressed out about everything going on, very Kind of worked up just in my own mind. Uh, I didn't control my emotions very well um, in that regard with letting myself get to sleep and letting myself relax a little bit. It was very hard to do. But through that, I decided to go ahead and run the marathon. Woke up at 3 a.m. the next day, running on probably about three hours of sleep, um, and drive to Cyprus. I hopped in the truck, drove to Cyprus, and decided to run this trail marathon. And When I got there, I was actually able to link up with a gentleman that was running the half marathon over there, Tyler Kelch. You can follow him on TK or on Instagram at TK Runs, which was really cool. I know he learned a lot during that race and had a pretty good experience with an introduction to what trail running is, Um, so that's his own little story, but we were able to go there, able to see him, uh, very excited about the race, and got there in plenty of time to get everything kicked off. Like I said, I got that buff because we didn't even register uh, fast enough to get t-shirts. We were two days ahead of ahead of the races where we registered ourselves. So really got to dive into that. And I just want to talk about the experiences with that specific, uh, that event, that race that we did, the Bridgeland 26.2 uh, trail marathon and kind of what I took away from that event. So As we were getting ready and as we were started, I was looking around. There's some really athletic people out there, uh, some people that looked like they had been there before, knew what they were doing, and were ready to take on this event full steam ahead. Um, And being that this was a trail run, um, it was going to be a little bit more strenuous on the body. And also, being that this had a means to an end for me, it was a training run, not a competitive event. I had decided very early that I was going to make sure I kept things within reason. I was not going to go out. And be any kind of super competitive. I wasn't going to do anything over the top or crazy. I was just going to take it kind of easy and enjoy the run out there. Get the long training run in. Benefit from being in that environment in South Texas. The uh, the 6.5 mile loops that were set up the same format as the race I'm training for over in August, the Habanero. I was just going to buy into that whole situation. I was going to enjoy myself and really chime or really uh. Set myself up for success as I went into uh, to my training schedule. Not injure myself. Not overdo it. Like I said, just take it easy. But everyone knows by now, probably, that I am a very competitive person by nature, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, except for times like this, whenever I'm trying to reel things in and I'm trying to make sure that I'm not doing anything too crazy in my training runs. But As we get on the starting line, they gave us a little race debrief to kind of went over the schedule of how things would work. They went over the format of the race with where the aid stations were, the loops we were going to run, the trail we were going to follow, and just how everything worked as a whole. So... They ran through that, guys, and then about two minutes later, after some brief stretching and getting ready for the race, uh, making sure I had everything in my hydration vest, setting up my drop bag, all that good stuff, we ended up kicking off right at 7 a.m., and Whenever you start a race like this, a marathon length, uh, which I know that's crazy to say that it might be a shorter length race, but compared to what I'm used to in the ultra world, it's a shorter length race. So typically you'll see some people go out pretty hard. Even in the 50Ks, that's a 31 mile race. You'll see people kick it pretty good and get out there and really push themselves through those early laps and set the bar and the precedence for how the race is going to go. And that was something that didn't happen when we kicked off um very quickly I figured out that everybody was running probably nine nine thirty pace um which compared to what I've been running and training has been pretty slow um and even especially for kickoff on a race like that at the very beginning you'll have people go out pretty hard and then fall into a comfortable spot and that just didn't happen so I kind of got to a point where that's where my competitive side started to kick in just a little bit I went out um seeing everybody kind of run at that slower pace. I smelt a little bit of blood in the water, um, and, and decided to get a little aggressive guys. I pushed out pretty good. Uh, ran like a 755 pace going out of the gate, Pushed things pretty good. Um, got out, felt comfortable, felt good, had a couple people run with me and I decided to just kind of push it. And very quickly into the race, I adapted the mindset of, I'm going to run my race. I'm going to push out a little bit here. I'm going to see where I can end up on the race. Um, uh, kind of as far as how what position I can finish in and whatnot. But at the end of the day, this is a true training run. This isn't anything I'm going to push myself hard in. It's not going to be something I try to get really competitive in. But I do think it's important to note that whenever you find yourself in a spot to where there's people that are not being quite as aggressive, people are being a little bit more timid with their approach, they're taking it easy, and they're not trying to do anything over the top. I I find myself trying to make things more competitive. I find myself thinking, why are we not pushing ourselves? Why are we not trying to do the best that we can? So I really, that's that's one of the big reasons I decided to push myself and hold that standard. So I went out pretty hard through the first lap. Um, I don't think anybody was really that close to me. They were probably a few minutes behind, judging by the times, um, probably about five minutes behind me as we went through that first six-point five-mile loop. As you go out, it's a pretty flat course. It's sandy, like I said. Um, It's going to mirror the Habanero race pretty decently. Uh, There might be a little bit more elevation on Habanero, but One thing that was a kicker in this one was there was a levee system out there, and we went up and down the levee several times, up and down. On the way out, you probably hit it about five or six times, Um, and on the way back, probably eight to ten, just going up and over the levee, up and down, back across, Uh, so it wasn't a ton of elevation change, but you did get yourself worked into having to utilize those muscles uh, on the front and backs of your legs as you went up and down those, and it started to take a toll, especially as you work through the four laps of that race, um, especially with getting hot out there as well, but as we came through the first lap of the race, I felt pretty good, Uh, got to the top, realized that I was still sitting in first place, um, and really decided to push myself a little bit more, guys. Uh, I felt comfortable, I felt good, and thought it was something that we could really take on, so... I came through the first lap. I still had plenty of stuff in my, plenty of water in my hydration pack, plenty of electrolytes in my bottle. Um, and I really wasn't hurting on water. I had taken some goo as well, uh, which is a, uh, one of the gels that is offered a really popular gel for making sure that you get your carbs and your sugars and your electrolytes and a little bit of caffeine as well to be able to fuel yourself while you're running. Um, but, I was able to push through that lap, not stop at the aid station at the top or at the midway point and really just kind of keep myself rolling out there. So I felt good, uh, slowed down my pace probably by about a minute and a half to a 930 pace um, and worked out through the second lap to about a 10 minute mile pace. As I was going, I could see some people behind me as there were some switchbacks here and there. There were some people trying to pace up and catch up to me a little bit um, and I felt a little bit of pressure and that's where I really had to make a decision uh, kind of in the in between the second and third lap and that was a mindset change for me in a lot of ways I had realized that there was a lot of stress in life there's a lot of things that were kind of bugging me in some ways um, and I decided to take it out on the course a little bit I decided to push myself I decided to really let that fuel me in a lot of different ways um, but I also decided that I had driven three hours from San Antonio to Houston and If there was an opportunity for me to try to win this race, I really decided that I wanted to do so. I had spent money to invest in the uh, entry fees on this race. I had spent a huge amount of time in the form of six hours driving there and back to this race. So I decided to kind of take this thing on and really get aggressive with it. Uh, So that's kind of where the switch was flipped between lap two and three. So as we came back around for the aid station for uh, lap two at the, I guess that's the 13 mile point, I was low on water, low on electrolytes, and I was a little bit behind on nutrition. So I decided to go ahead and get a small can of Pringles that they have there, good source of carbs, some salt, that kind of good stuff, because I was a little bit behind on my fuel. Uh, I decided to... Go ahead and get some Tailwind, which is a carbohydrate um, and caffeine mix for me. they kind of like Gatorade in some ways, uh, but a little bit more tailored to the uh, to the slow release of carbs over a run. It's not as thick and heavy and syrupy as a lot of the gels and a lot of your Gatorades and that kind of thing. So it was a good fuel, and it was just the extra kick that I needed to get going around uh, for my second or from my second lap into my third lap. But as I got restocked and everything, I saw somebody come in that was pretty competitive, uh, probably the second place person, and they were pretty close behind me at that point. I guess our times had averaged out. I'd slowed down a little bit over that course of time, but as we went into the third lap, that's when we really started trying to set ourselves apart. I was starting to feel it. it was starting to heat up outside. I think everyone was going through the same kind of situation that I was um, with that race and how it all ended up, so we really decided to pick up the pace a little bit, and try to make sure that we were still feeling good. I made sure I hit the aid stations on the way out again, uh, grabbed plenty of water, made sure I stayed cool, and tried to just focus on running my own race. Like I said, at that point, I decided that I was going to get pretty competitive with this thing, so really decided to make up some ground. and Pushed out on that third lap, got aggressive, went over all the little heels and all the little levees ups and downs again. And it was just a pretty, pretty tough lap. I started to feel some pains, started to feel some uh, ankle, knee pains, that kind of thing. I really started to get a little bit of soreness in my quads um, and really feel the results of pushing myself through that part of the race um, and for that distance. I know this wasn't a crazy long distance, but I ran it a lot different than I plan on running the Habanero 100. I'll be very reserved in that race, uh, probably doing a walk run combo for the majority of the beginning of the day and then pushing myself through the night, um, with running, trying to get out and make up time when it's a little bit cooler, but I didn't have that luxury here. So I knew I was going to have to keep pushing uh, and keep fighting, but I did fall into the pace that I want to keep for the night in Habanero. So it was really cool to get that balance and do that kind of thing. But as I got through this third lap, uh, like I said, I was hitting age stations. was really starting to feel it. It was heating up outside. Um, I could feel that It was getting a little bit competitive and I really needed to make a move and push myself and keep moving in the right direction. So I came back around. I hit the turnaround point way out there at the end of the loop, um, came back and ran along the riverbanks, went all over all the little peaks and valleys again, all the ups and downs and and the fun little ascents and descents. And as I got to the front, I could feel that I had separated myself a little bit. And I was at the point at the fourth lap that I... I felt a lot of power in my hands. I'd I'd felt some power throughout the race, but there was a point, and there was something we always said back in sports, whether it was baseball, football, basketball, whatever it was in high school growing up, there was always what was said as you're in a position of power, like you've got your foot on the opponent's throat and you know that you can beat them if you continue to push and you go ahead and take this thing to close out. You you destroy power, all hope of them coming back, basically. So that's something I had to kind of decide to do in this last lap. I really wanted to take the luxury of walking because I had a little bit of a lead. Um, it was, like I said, a pretty taxing trail out there. Uh, it was hot and the ups and downs definitely took a toll on me. So a big part of me wanted to slow down. I wanted to walk, wanted to relax. Um, and at the very end of the race in the last two miles, I did take a short walk uh, during the hills going up and down those hills uh, just to let myself recover a little bit more and not expend as much energy as I was during the earlier laps uh, to make sure my recovery wasn't going to be too brutal at the end of this thing but like I said I kind of knew where I was position wise I was in a spot I had control of the race And I really needed to shut the door. I wanted to make sure that nobody had a chance of coming back and beating me and that I was able to put myself out there and distance myself from the competition. Now, there were some great runners out here and I'm not taking anything away from anyone that was out there. Um, Obviously, my training schedule is probably a lot different than most marathon runners as I'm preparing for a hundred mile race. So the mileage on my feet has been a very different thing uh, than what most people run and what most people train for. So I had a little bit of an advantage over some of these people out there uh, who hadn't necessarily done those marathons before or might have been specifically training for a race of that distance and not really stretched out. I've had a couple runs that were a marathon length during my training schedule, so I have a little bit of an advantage there, but what what I did was I decided on the last round that I was going to come back around to the top, I was going to put ice in my pack to cool me down just a little bit to deal with the heat. I was going to make sure my water pack was filled up to the top, that way I didn't have to worry about anything, didn't have to worry about stopping. I was going to take some tailwind, I was going to get some more carbs back in myself, because I was falling very far behind on nutrition, and the goos are very, very syrupy in consistency, and after you eat too many, they can start to upset your stomach. So I ate some more Pringles to get something with a little bit of absorption in my stomach, uh, to be able to absorb some of that liquid that was sloshing around, to get me some carbs in the the form of something that was a little bit more complex than just the liquids I was pouring into my body. And I did take some more tailwind to make sure that I had some fuel to get through. It's easier to digest and just not not too bad of a thing to try to try to pour in even when your stomach's upset. So I did that, drank some more water, made sure I had plenty of electrolytes, and as I started the fourth lap, I was still in the lead so I decided to go ahead and push a little bit. I got out there and walked the First part of the loop while I was eating and digesting the rest of the stuff, but after about a hundred yards of walking uh, with that stuff in my hands and trying to eat and make sure I didn't uh, have any upset stomach or, or puking because I was trying to do way too much, um, I finished that stuff off and fell into a stride. I started pushing my pace up a little bit. Like I said, I was trying to shut that door, I was trying to go ahead and step down and finish the job that I had started uh, with the opponents that were out there. Um, and. By doing that, I really pushed out, I strode out, uh, went through that first part of the course that had a bunch of switchbacks and different trails and that kind of thing um, and and pushed myself to get out there just a little bit further. So it was a cool, cool experience to go through that lap, feeling the pain, feeling all of the tiredness, all of the heat, all of the fatigue. I know a lot of that fatigue came from me only sleeping a few hours and then driving three hours that morning. Uh, I was undernutritioned. Then these are all factors that I'm going to face pretty Regularly in the Habanero 100. Um, Anybody that runs long distance races like that. Knows exactly what I'm talking about. It was... It's all going to be a factor that I run into, and it's all going to be a kind of a stressful environment that I'm going to have to overcome. So it was good to get in that last lap and good to get that feeling out there. Uh, But it was also good to be in a commanding lead to where I knew that the only way I was going to give up my position is if I let somebody come and beat me. So I decided right then and there that we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Like I said, the first... Probably two or three miles of that race, I really, really pushed out. I got to the last aid station, had them mix me up just a little bit more tailwind. Um, took some of that, made sure I was good on my my carbs. I didn't want to take any more gel that way; I didn't upset my stomach. Um, but really decided to get after it and push out as I went into those hills and those ascents and descents again. So we hit the turnaround, and I kind of boogied over a lot of those things. I pushed on, I pushed myself hard, um, and got out there and really wanted to make sure that I made a good, good time on the last loop. So I did that. Like I said, as I got into the last part of it, I could feel that there was nobody around me. I could being that we did a switchback. I could see some of the turns. I could see some of the other opponents that were coming in and nobody running my length of race because there was the 5k, the 10k, the half marathon, all those things out there. Nobody running my length of race was anywhere close to me. So I took a little bit of time and I walked a couple of the ascents as I got down to the end. I walked about a quarter mile at the end uh, of the race, kind of in the last mile and a half or so. And then I made myself go ahead and push out and really, really get after it. Um, And we finished strong and we were actually able to finish the trail marathon, which actually ended up being just south of a marathon at like 25.6 or something like that. Um, But ended up finishing the race at four hours and two minutes. Like I said, guys, I know that's not a super impressive time, but it was brutal, but we were able to pull out the victory as well. Uh, we were able to get some pretty cool finish medals, uh, from that race. That's a Bridgeland finish medal, um... Being that I was first, they say that once the results are official here in a few days, I'll get an award as well. Uh, Interested to see what that is. I'm sure it's another medal um, or maybe just a small uh, little plaque thing, Uh, but super excited about that, guys. But one thing I made sure that I did throughout this entire race is I really, really tried to encourage other people as well. I tried to set myself apart by every time I'd run past somebody, I would be very, very, very nice and uh, supportive. Whenever I came through, I would try to be super polite whenever I went around people on the trail uh, with the on your left thing and get them to move to the side. Thank them for moving to the side. Give them words of encouragement if they were still struggling or pushing it out. Um, Really, really try to be a motivating factor and somebody that pushed on because I think that more than anything – if you're gonna go run these races and you're gonna go do this important stuff, even if you're in first place, even if you're out there running, beating everyone, and you have that mentality of okay, I'm gonna put my foot down on the throat, I'm gonna finish this job, I'm gonna shut the door, whatever it is that you call it, even if you're in that mindset, I still think it's super important to help other people. Uh, there was even a woman I helped up one of the uh, one of the uphills that was super super steep. It was hard to make sure that you were. It was hard to make sure that you were still. Uh, you were, you were going to make it up the steep side without slipping down. Uh, there wasn't a lot to hang on to. It wasn't the handrails or trees or anything like that. So it was a really tough situation. Um, I saw her struggling with it, so I went ahead and helped her up. I also helped move some people along. I made sure I cleaned up my trash. I didn't throw anything on the trail. I tried to make sure that um, that everything I did was following the same standard that I set for myself in every other area of my life. I wasn't going to change that just because I was at a low point or I was struggling or I was having this incredible physical activity that I was trying to complete. Uh, I wanted to make sure I maintained that standard. I think that's something very, very big that we can all take away from whatever we find ourselves doing. Um, It's a choice that you can make to make sure that you're moving yourself the way that you want to move yourself. You're holding yourself in regard the way you want to hold yourself in regard. So, guys, that's my recap of the weekend. Like I said, we had some pretty good hiccups, but in the end, even with the house not going the way we wanted to, even with my wife dealing with the the wreck uh, and all the things that were crazy and negative at the beginning of it, we were able to come away with a pretty good solid weekend and a positive outcome from that race and something to get the momentum moving in the right direction and get us motivated as we go into this week and kind of a little bit of a highlight and a little bit of a, uh, Uh, notch on the belt as we get ready for habanero 100 by winning this race so guys i just encourage each and every one of y'all to make sure that you don't let the bad in situations overwhelm the good don't let the things that are small factors or things that that kind of take your eye off the ball or move you in a bad spot or put you in a negative mindset don't let those be the final factors for whatever you find yourself doing don't let that be the the main thing that you focus on throughout the entirety of your situation because If you allow yourself to keep pushing and to strive for other things and really try to move yourself in a positive direction, you really never know what's going to come your way. Because if I wouldn't have decided to go run that race and if I wouldn't have decided to just go out there and run my race, this weekend would have probably had a very, very different uh, outcome for me. I would have had a negative mindset. I would have been in a weird place coming into today. I probably would have lost a lot of motivation. And to be honest with you, who knows if I would have actually completed the mileage I was supposed to complete yesterday. Um, I'm usually very good about it, but let's be honest here. That was a pretty rough end of the week that we, uh, we had to endure. So I'm glad that I was able to do that. And I hope that that little story the recap of the race and the things that I was able to achieve this weekend um, and put myself through, even with all the negativity, is something to help you move in the proper direction for a Monday. Guys, there's a ton of lessons we can take out of that from perseverance, uh, from not focusing on the negativity, from finishing the job once you're starting, from taking control and moving yourself in a positive direction, and then also being humble about that situation as well. And I hope that that's something that you can use to improve yourself and move yourself in a positive direction. Guys, as always, if there's anything I can ever do for you, don't hesitate to reach out. Find us on social media. That's at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Guys, make sure you're checking us out on there. If you haven't, leave us a rating or review. Subscribe to the podcast. We'd love for you to stick with us. We'd love for you to get these notifications when they come out on Mondays and Thursdays. But, guys, make sure that you are always prepared for whatever is Next in Line.